I appreciate everybody taking the time to tune in. Just to remind you that the best way to find out about new episodes being uploaded so you can catch them as they premiere every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is to subscribe to our YouTube page. You can get to our YouTube page by going to youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Again, that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. If you subscribe to that page, again, we will let you know when new episodes are going up. And in addition to that, if you'd like to join us for our watch parties, we do a watch party every Wednesday after the new episode, typically with a movie that's uh, kind of surrounding with the episode we're talking about. And then every Saturday, we do our scary TV watch party, where we bring in a bunch of TV shows from the good old days. They're a little bit on the scary side, and we watch all those together. If you want that information, you want to go to facebook.com slash group slash T scary movie. It's your best way to find out when we're doing these watch parties and any other jokes, memes, posts, questions that I might have for y'all as well. All right. So I was scheduled to come on and talk to y'all about the rest of the stand, uh, the new adaptation of the Stephen King classic on CBS All Access. But y'all. I have tried to talk about The Stand uh, a few times in recording this. Uh, I've started and stopped the episode about six times at this point, and I just can't get myself to talk about it. Um, I did not enjoy it, folks. That That is the, the, the best thing I can say. That is the easiest way and the nicest way for me to put it is that I did not enjoy The Stand. Back in January, I talked about the first four episodes. They were not great. Um... They they weren't great. They weren't fun. The character work was not where I really wanted it to be at. Just overall, this was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of bad, unfortunately. Um, and I kept hoping it would get better. I'll be honest. Episodes five and six were actually uh, pretty good. And that's because they had like a lot of action in them. So it was very easy to enjoy those episodes. But the problem is, is that they didn't keep with that momentum. After six, seven, and eight were pretty big letdowns. Um, I was left feeling the same way that I felt when I came into this, which was I'm not getting enough information on these characters. I feel like I barely know them at all. And the flip of that is there's not really a lot of action for this to fall back onto. So not getting character ex uh, exposition. I'm not getting anything out of this at all. And unfortunately, um, yeah, it just it, it didn't improve at all it didn't improve um i didn't like it any more than you know what we were already seeing what we were already experiencing with it and i can't do it i just can't talk about it y'all wish i could really 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 wish i could but I, I i just can't bring myself to do it i'm gonna waste my time waste your time so i decided we're not gonna do that we're gonna talk uh actually about uh, one of the posts that I put up into the group here recently, I had asked y'all, based on a post I had made on my normal Facebook page, I wanted to ask people, what is like one of the famous franchise films that you got to see in theaters? Uh, Pre-2000, just because at this point, everybody's seen probably at least one to ten big franchise films that have been released since the year 2000, but... I want to know about those ones back in like the early like 90s, the 80s, stuff like that, that you got a chance to see. And I took that a step further on the page for the group on Facebook for T-Watch Scary Movie. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, and I instead asked, 
Uh, what horror movies do you, have you seen in theaters that you look back on with fond memories? Now, y'all had some great answers to go with this. I myself had talked about um, one of the great experiences I had was back in either 2000 or 2001. I don't have it pulled up right now. Uh, I was living in California, Lompoc, California at the time, and Scream 3 came out. And I had passed on seeing Scream 1 in theaters. I lived in Australia at the time. I didn't know anything about it at all, so I didn't care. And then I caught it on video, and I slapped myself for not being able to see it in theaters. Scream 2 came out a little bit over a year later, and I didn't get to see that in theaters either for whatever reason. So when I found out that Scream 3 was going to be in theaters, I said, nope, there's no chance I'm missing this because I love these Scream movies. I absolutely have to see it. So my dad took me, and it was a lot of fun because usually if we were going to see a movie, it was the entire family. We went to the drive-in a lot out in Lompoc, California, and there was great times. We saw a lot of really, really good movies at the drive-in back in Lompoc, California. Matter of fact, um, one that I've talked about a lot even most recently when my good friend Nia was on to uh, help host was The Mummy. I got a chance to see The Mummy at the drive-in theater in Lompoc, California, and it was so much fun. So, Scream 3 stands out because this was just me and my dad going to see a movie that I really wanted to see. Not one I was just tagging along for, but one that he'd have to take me to go because nobody else wanted to do it. And we saw it. And Scream 3, if you have seen it, it is it's a very funny movie. It's really more of a comedy than it is a horror. It's very, very much a dark comedy. And it's still really good, though, too. Um, but there's some scares in it as well. I mean, anybody that says there's not... They're lying. There's still some really good scares in that film, too. But I had such a good time with that, and it stands out because I actually didn't get to see a lot of big horror movies in theaters back in the 90s. I saw a lot of things when I lived in Australia because I worked at the movie theater in the uh, the town I worked in called Woomera. And you basically saw anything that came to theater. So, like, I remember seeing Anaconda. I saw that in theater. I saw uh, Alien Resurrection. That was in theater as well, too. But then it kind of gets hazy back in the 90s about what other uh, ones I saw. Like, I saw Vampire in Brooklyn. But I don't think I got to see a lot of big release horror movies in the 90s in theaters. Um, so, some of y'all answered. And y'all had some really, really good answers to go along with this. And I'm just going to kind of talk about a number of those. Uh, my friend Shane. My friend Shane got to go see Nightmare on Elm Street 3 in theaters. Uh, that is easily the best Freddy Krueger film to come out. I've talked about this extensively that uh, for... All that it does right, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, it's just not a particularly interesting film. Uh, most people probably didn't get a chance to see that when it first initially came out. They probably saw it around the time that like either two or three came out and kind of went from there. Or if you're in my age group, you saw it after probably like parts five and like Wes Craven's New Nightmare came out. And then you went back and saw them all. The issue with the original Nightmare on Elm Street, I feel, is that outside of Tina, these other characters were not really having any kind of expectation that they're going to do anything against Freddy at all. The one thing that I feel the remake of Nightmare actually did, uh, uh, excuse me, outside of Nancy, I said outside of Tina, the one thing that the remake of Nightmare actually did pretty well was that um, Katie Cassidy was cast as Tina in the film, and 
you actually kind of feel that she's the main character of the movie because she's front and center for basically the first half of that film before her character is killed off. And in the original one, Tina is there and she does get like, we, we get a lot of like character exposition with her. We get to know her a lot, but it's Nancy's ball game. We know Nancy's the main character. She's the one we're focused on. We don't really care about anybody else. In Nightmare on Elm Street 3, though, the cast of characters we have, we're more invested in them because now these kids are fighting back. Now these kids are being trained. They all have powers and stuff like that. Hey, they might actually stand a chance to fight uh, bad old Freddy Krueger. So, 3 is absolutely the better Nightmare on Elm Street movie for y'all to check out and enjoy, honestly. Uh, it's definitely top five horror movies for me for sure no questions asked but it is without question the best freddy krueger movie out on the market ah sorry i had to take a little drink of something there y'all what else um my good friend mr benjamin costigan brought up the fact that we got to go see resident evil Back in, I want to say 2002, 2003, at the absolute latest. Um, we saw that here in Aurora, Colorado, and his dad ended up taking us because uh, we couldn't sneak in. Uh, basically, and I, I don't know how many theaters still were doing this really before the pandemic, but about 20 years ago, maybe a little less than that, obviously, as I'm talking 2002, but, you know, around 20 years ago, the way it worked in the theaters was that if it was a rated R film and it was a Friday or a Saturday night, they would typically have an usher posted up at the entrance to that theater just to make sure they were checking ticket stubs so people who weren't supposed to be getting into it weren't getting in, a la high school kids and middle school kids who would always try to sneak in because that's the way it really worked out was that, all right, you buy a ticket for whatever other piece of crap was out at the time and then you just go and sneak into the R-rated film. I know a lot of animated films and, uh, you know, cheesy kid teen movies and stuff like that probably did much better than they should have because 2000s were ripe with, like, just bad horror films that kids would easily buy tickets to something else just to go and see. So I do remember seeing Resident Evil with my friend Ben. That was such a good time. Um, and we were both still in high school, both still playing the Resident Evil games. They were still coming out uh, at that time as well, too. So we were so linked into it. It was a great, great experience. Nia. Nia mentioned that she saw The Ring. She actually got a chance to go see The Ring in theaters. And I don't remember if I saw that in theaters. Now, I feel that I did. Because that sounds like a movie that me and Ben would have went and saw together. Um, so I'm pretty positive that I went and saw that in theaters. And I'm not a fan of that movie either, honestly. I I, uh, I don't know. Uh, my issue with it is that I'm not a big fan of like the Japanese adaptations. Like The Ring or like The Grudge. Uh, you know, there, there are some good ones that have turned out. But as a whole, um, the whole like uh, ghost haunted house movie being brought over from japan and then just adapted i don't really flock to those a lot so both this and 
uh, and like The Grudge, which came out around the same time, did absolutely nothing for me. I didn't really find them scary. You know, the fun thing about it was that that's when uh, my age group at the time was making it was easy to like make jokes off of that like you prank call your friends and stuff and say seven days and that was super fun and then scary movie was mocking that at the time too and scary movie three is uh hilarious and they do a really good mashup of this but the ring wasn't too good honestly and it's funny because nia you said um that y'all left the theater ultimately or utterly wigged out because it was a full moon and somebody kept calling you from an unknown number, which ended up being your aunt. And that's funny. That's, that's really funny to have an experience like that because yeah, that would definitely make it scary. But I did not enjoy the ring. Honestly, um, didn't really get scared by it. I didn't care too much for the story. It did nothing for me, honestly, but I'm glad you got a chance to go see it. That's super, super awesome. Uh, my friend Marcus, he mentioned that he saw signs in theaters. Oh, signs was an event. That was absolutely an event because if I'm remembering correctly, and y'all will have to correct me in the comments, obviously, if I'm not right about this, but nobody really saw M. Night's uh, Unbreakable, okay? The, a lot of people have seen it now, but back then, a lot of people had not seen, uh, uh, seen Unbreakable. Then The Sixth Sense came out, and The Sixth Sense was huge. And actually, I think I'm mixing those up. I think it was The Sixth Sense first, and then it was Unbreakable. So people saw The Sixth Sense was this big Oscar uh, Oscar film and everything like that as well, too. You know, the ending, I see dead people, Bruce Willis is dead, and it was huge for him. But then Unbreakable came out, and it came out in 2000 when we weren't really into the superhero movie just yet. Like, uh, we had gotten Blade, we had gotten X-Men, we had gotten uh, the first Spider-Man and everything like that. But realistically, we weren't really in the world that we were even just a couple of years later with the amount of superhero movies that were coming out. So this wasn't really received well. So... I feel that Signs came out and people were uh, people had this very, very big expectation on him to deliver a film that was going to live up to what The Sixth Sense was because people felt at the time that Unbreakable didn't do that. Now we know Unbreakable is a fantastic film, and of course it lived up to the hype, but a lot of folks didn't think that. So Signs comes out. And it's an alien movie, but we don't get to see the aliens. Like, I, I don't even really remember the marketing for it, honestly, because you have to consider this is almost uh, this movie is 20 years old next year, which makes me feel old as hell. But science is 20 next year. And I want to say I remember them showing the crop circles and stuff like that and people making a lot of jokes out of it. But I got to go see it. I'm pretty sure, again, this is one I got to see with Ben. But I also saw it on a, on a date with a girl as well, too. And man, both times I saw this in theaters, I remember people being so freaked out when the aliens showed up on screen. Like they show the footage from like the birthday party or whatever it is. And, you know, the aliens in the background and people were spooked just because it's not like that alien design was something completely different. It's very reminiscent of a lot of previous designs we've seen in other movies and stuff like that. But it was just the way it was shot because it's supposed to be a very realistic movie. You know, we're not like some big in space movie. They're not invading and there's the big gun battles or anything like that. It's not War of the Worlds to where they're in their ships attacking the Earth. It's just these aliens are here. And man signs was scary as shit man like not so much these days but signs 
definitely was scary, man. When they start boarding the house up and the alien hands are under the door and everything, mm -mm, I am not about that life at all. Uh, what else? What's some other good ones? My friend Josh. Josh got to see Predator in theaters, which had to be amazing just because, you know, that's when Arnold is just in his heyday with all like that, Terminator's out, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, he just had all these films out. And this is still before we start getting good comedy Arnold as well, too. So the fact that Josh got to see that in theaters, that's incredible. He wasn't able to tell me whether or not he knew it was about this alien bounty hunter. And I only asked that because, again, if you've seen Predator, the first Predator, you know that not the first half, but the first quarter of the film definitely sets it up to be something completely different. Yes, we get glimpses and we get like an idea that something else is out there. But up until uh, What's-His-Face gets killed, we're still relatively like think of this as some kind of war movie at that point. Ah, what other ones? Oh, my friend Natalie had mentioned House of Wax, Boogeyman, and A Quiet Place. Ugh, a Quiet Place. Such a phenomenal film. Who knew that Jim from The Office was this talented? You know, he's done movies and everything. And obviously, he's worked. he worked on The Office for years, and he has his other shows. Uh, but the fact that he wrote and directed such a great movie this time out. You know, um, Jordan Peele was able to do it on his first uh, first go with Get Out, and we didn't really expect that. You know, we knew he was a comedic actor, a comedic writer, working on Mad TV, working on Key and Peele, and we didn't really know what to expect here out of John Krasinski because it's not like anybody any ill will towards him, but outside of the office, most folks, I'm sure, and I hate to say it, but didn't really pay him much attention. And A Quiet Place comes out, and it's just this monumental sci-fi horror film. Um, the premise of these aliens can hear sounds, so you have to shut the fuck up. Like, if you make any kind of sound, they can find you, they can kill you. It's perfect, because it allows everything else to tell the story. All the sounds in the world, the music, the fact this family has to use signals and sign language to communicate with each other. And I remember being so mad when I finally saw it that I missed it because you do need to see something like this in theaters. You need the ability to just hear every piece of it, like in a just big surround sound and get to see every single thing you can on the screen and take it all in. And I, I got hired to work a party that they just kept extending my time out for, which, hey, I'm happy for the money and it was a good time. But I remember being so mad because I wanted to see it and I was going to use MoviePass. Y'all remember MoviePass, right? The credit card you sign up for and you could see X amount of free movies a month, at least when it first started. I was going to go see a quiet place on movie pass. So it sucks. I didn't get to see that in theaters, but Natalie, that is so cool that you got a chance to do that. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Ian McGinty, he mentioned that he got to see Congo in theaters and talked about how he got scared about the, uh, the creepy apes at the end that end up killing Tim Curry, as I had mentioned. And, Congo, it, it's funny because I think that was right around the time that I started working at the theater back in Australia that I worked in or when I lived out there. 
And I think Congo hit right before we got out there. And I love that movie. That's a uh, Michael Crichton movie. Uh, Michael Crichton, obviously, if that name's not ringing a bell, he did Jurassic Park, The Lost World, did that, did uh, Disclosure. Uh, you know Michael Crichton, but he did Congo, uh, the movie where the dude from Nip Tuck goes with his sign language talking gorilla to go get jewels from the Congo in Africa. Uh, yeah, a good movie. Uh, and it was scary, man. Those those apes, man. Those apes that killed Tim Curry and that are creepy as hell. Well, uh, Mr. Chris Palmer talked about Final Destination. Uh, and he gave us a really funny antidote here about the fact that he saw it. And the next day, uh, his best friend at the time was actually leaving on a high school trip to France. And doesn't that put things in perspective? I want to say I've talked about it before. And if not, I've at least talked about it in real life to my friends. Isn't it scary to think that so many high school or excuse me, so many horror films are based around high schoolers getting killed? That fact, I, I think, is so, so scary. And it might be a reason why certain people don't get scared of horror movies, I feel, is because they don't, like, see it as a real premise, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, like, this happening to a bunch of high school kids, whatever. Like, you distance yourself so far from it. Because I saw a bunch of horror movies based around high schoolers getting killed back in when I was in high school and when I was in middle school, and I never really stopped to think about the fact that, huh, uh, my current age group is the target of this killer. I might not be the target audience for this movie, but I'm definitely the target, uh, the target target for the killer in this movie. And that's kind of scary to think about. Uh, but Final Destination, believe it or not, y'all, I have not seen a single one of these movies in theaters. And the fact that this franchise has been around since 99, I want to say it's either 99 or 98. And it's still going. They actually, uh, there's a new one that's coming out either this year or next year. Uh, this franchise is still going, and I have not seen a single one in theaters. And it's hard to explain why. The closest I got was probably two and three, just because I remember the advertisements for two, uh, the the commercials for it all the time, but the guy gets the ladder through his eye and everything, and I remember that being like, oh my god, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And I never went into theaters to saw it. Matter of fact, I think I went and saw something else instead, just to spite myself on it. And three I wanted to see, just because they had dude from Smart House, and from uh, what else was he in, damn it? Uh, Luck of the Irish, Ryan Merriman. Like, that was my G. Back in the day, man. So I was like, dude's going to do a Final Destination movie. Hell yeah, I'm in. Because I had this fascination with seeing like child actors, what they do when they get older, especially if they do like horror. Because, like, for example, uh, Kevin Zeger, uh, Zegers, Zegers? I don't know how to pronounce his name. The kid from Airbud, basically. Uh, he went on to do Wrong Turn and Dawn of the Dead, the remake. And I thought that was super cool. Uh, the girl from uh, Famous Jet Jackson, Lindy Booth, who played Hawk, she went on to do 
the Dawn of the Dead reboot. Ryan Merriman, who did you know all those Disney Disney Channel uh, original movies, there he went on to do Halloween Resurrection and Final Destination Three. Uh, there's there's plenty of examples. Daniel Harris, who came from Halloween, but then did Don't Tell Your Mom, Don't Tell Mom, Babysitter's Dead, and a bunch of other stuff. She went on obviously to do even more with Hatchet and later Halloween entries and stuff like that. But I always find it so cool to see kids that we kind of grew up with like evolving and still getting on the screen. Doing horror that's super awesome but i have not seen any of the final destination movies in theaters they don't really do it for me like i i fully agree the original film it is a classic it's so unique it's gonna stand the test of time for a while it just doesn't really do anything for me anymore there was a lot of shock value in it uh but it doesn't really hit with me that much now uh, the other one's got some good kills in it, though, for sure. Uh, my friend Danielle, she mentioned Saw, the original Saw. And that, I do remember the craze of that when it came out because at first, not too many people were talking about it. Everybody was talking about, like, the end and how gory it is and stuff like that. But in theaters, it kind of, like, went quietly, at least in the circles that I ran in. And then it came out on video and everybody was talking about it. And I remember buying the DVD just on a whim and watching it and be like, good God, this film is absolutely amazing. And so tame by the later entries. That's when we were getting into uh, the torture porn life cycle because things like that and Hatchet, and not Hatchet, uh, Hostel were coming out and that's what people wanted to see in theaters where gore, 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 gore. This is really what was going to, uh, going to get people into, into the theaters to watch movies. And Saw is so tame compared to every other entry in the series. Like, it is incredibly tame. But it also has um, some of the best story. As a whole, these movies were never big for having, like, the most uh, the most easiest story to follow. It's convoluted as fuck. They, they, like, literally change the history of so many plot points in it as each film came out. But Saw 1 is one of the better ones in that series. A lot of folks said Jurassic Park. Uh, everybody, I, I feel a lot of people got to see the original Jurassic Park in theaters. That was an event, man. Like, it, it's not like it's the first movie that featured dinosaurs on screen or anything like that. But to, uh, the, to that level and to that quality, it was just unprecedented. And I'm glad I got to be part of that, to get to see Jurassic Park and most of those films in theaters, honestly, because realistically, Jurassic Park 3 is the only one that I didn't see in theaters. Don't regret it. That movie is garbage. So are the Jurassic World films. Uh, you can fight me on it. There is still only one and a half good Jurassic Park movies, and that's the original film and the first half of The Lost World, better, uh, better known as the Vince Vaughn Jurassic Park. Yeah. We can fight about that all day. You're never going to change change my opinion on that. Uh, what's some other good stuff y'all talked about as well, too? Krista, you mentioned House of Wax. You mentioned Hostel. You mentioned uh, House on Haunted Hill. So many good films there. Except for maybe Hostel. I'm not big on Hostel. Um, Hostel myself. Y'all uh, know me. Torture Porn just does nothing for me at all uh but house of wax and house of haunted hill really really good films love both of those the blair witch project man uh if there is a horror film out there that i feel is massively 
overrated. That film takes the cake. I was caught up in the Blair Witch Mania for sure, trying to figure out, is it real? Is it not? You know, what's scary about it and everything? And I remember we finally got to rent the video. We finally convinced, me and my sister convinced my parents to rent it. And it was so boring, man. Like, um, I, I get it. Like, maybe you need to see it again as an adult to get the tension. I've watched it. It still didn't do shit for me. But... It's just not that much of an interesting film. Like you're you're really breaking down these three people slowly going crazy and like just them dealing with their sanity and not much else when shit kind of breaks down uh, at the end of the film. Honestly, I didn't really find it that entertaining uh, blasphemous to say, but I did find both sequels that were produced to be much more interesting, even though Book of Shadows is a really, really bad film. I thought both that and Blair Witch were better than that original film. Y'all gave me a lot of really, really good ideas here. Uh, I loved hearing what y'all had to say about the films that you got a chance to see in theaters. Obviously, they hold a big part, uh, a big presence in your life like they do for me. You know, you have really good memories with them, and horror is always fun. It, it's always a lot of fun to go see something scary with a large group of people because then you're, you're sharing the fright. You're not doing it alone, um, and people can kind of help you gauge your reaction to it. How scared of something do you truly need to be or not be, you know? So... That is going to do it for us. I appreciate all of you joining me uh, today here or tonight and listening in about what all of you had to say. We're going to have some fun stuff coming up. I actually am going to be having some more friends coming on here over the next few weeks. But don't forget, make sure you're checking out our Facebook page. Again, that is Facebook.com. And I say that uh, because I can't move quick enough. Facebook.com slash group slash T Scary Movie. We do our watch parties after new episodes on Wednesdays and then Saturdays as well. If you want to be kept up on those, you got to subscribe to that so you can make sure to know we're doing Black Mirror Bandersnatch after tonight's episode. So I appreciate everybody tuning in again and checking out another new episode with us. And as always, I'm T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay still.